0: Bobby Bones, post-show, pre-show. What's happening? Are we on? Oh, we're on. Yes. Yeah. Is that microphone in the way of the camera or no? No. Nah. Okay. Hey, guys, thanks for hanging out with us today. A couple things. Number one, I saw that South Carolina is adding firing squad to their list of execution methods.
1: I thought when I read this headline, it was not accurate. You know what I mean? What is that? That's real?
0: Water what? hose? No, no. No, firing squad, squad, guns. Where they, instead of da, 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 electric chair, lethal injection, they it, all get up with guns and shoot but
1: That's not real, right? What?
0: What do you mean? I'm, I, I'm almost positive this is a real story. I
1: know, I agree, but I'm having a hard time believing what? it.
0: Executions in South Carolina can now be carried out by a firing squad after senators move to address a shortage of lethal injection drugs. Need some water. Uh, South Carolina State Senate approved the move 32 to 11 on Tuesday with a number of Democrats joining their Republican <laughs> colleagues in the vote. Oh it means that executions in the state can now be restarted after an almost 10-year delay. Huh. Hmm. With those on death row having been able to exploit a grim courtesy that allows them to choose how they would die. Hmm. The bill passed still allows prison officials to use lethal injection when it's available, but when it's not, prisoners will be given the choice between electric chair and firing squad. Crazy. South Carolina's been using the electric chair since 1912. It's one of just nine states in the U.S. that still uses the method to execute prisoners.
1: Right. I didn't know anybody still used it.
0: As I've gotten older, I've been more and more against the death penalty. Same. I find myself just even one or two people getting getting killed for something they didn't do. Totally. To me, it's it, is, it. is worse than letting someone off for, so, for something they did.
1: Right. I, uh, I also, too, worry about... For the, the the people that administered this. the
2: executioner,
1: yes, like and like then, and then you yes, and then you add in a firing squad. Like, so who's the person that? Oh, hey, you get to shoot someone. Oh, today. It won't be one
0: person. If a, it's a squad. Oh, well, I know it's what four I mean for the oh. people. I know. Oh, like that's just. Oh, don't worry, I, you can find them.
2: Ah, uh, they're out there. That's for out. sure.
1: I know, but that's. I mean, yeah, and I'm sure. Maybe depending on what the person did and the, the people that are, you know, angry and disgusted by it. I mean, I'm sure.
0: But it does seem like old Wild West type It does, yeah. or, or, or like cartel. Germany
1: or something. Or
0: yeah, like or, Hitler or the cartel.
1: Yes, or that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's still happening right now.
0: But the, when I saw the headline at first, I was like, yo, I was like, "Wait, this is this like a mm-hmm. the Onion story?"
1: I think I said it out loud.
0: But it's real. You said what? Um?
1: The headline. I said it out loud. I, I saw it yesterday, and I was sitting in the kitchen, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And I said it out loud to my whole family. I think they were like, "What?"
0: <laughs> Google has announced they're going to stop selling ads based on your browsing history. Google says, it will stop selling these ads based on a person's individual browsing across websites. Why? I like it. Sh- Me too. Because <laughs> if they're going to sell us ads, they might as well sell us ads for stuff we're looking at. I know. In.
1: I'm like, oh yeah, thanks Google. I meant to buy that. Thanks for reminding me that I searched for it last week.
0: Because they're, wa- right, like, here's the thing. They're watching us. Mm-hmm. Everybody's watching us. Mm-hmm. Big brother, little brother, cousin, they're all watching us. <laughs> and so... At least I was getting something Again, like my Instagram feed. i see cool things for golf. Right. I'd be like, oh, great. Because they're still watching, but just now yes. we're not going
1: to get anything in return.
0: Right now we're really getting the shaft.
1: <laughs> right. That's dumb.
0: That's probably not the popular sentiment among people who know what they're talking about because we're like, oh, man, most people are like, <laughs> good. But the announcement comes as Google's search and targeted advertising business is under increasing attack by lawmakers. The tech giant faces three major antitrust lawsuits. How am I supposed to get my retro t shirts now? Right. My
2: favorite sports teams. Christmas time is going to be really tough.
0: Yeah, now I got to go out and search out these <laughs> yeah. things. Did you daydream about your wedding before it happened? Meaning, not when you were an adult and were a year out or have been engaged, but as a kid, as a young kid, did you ever wonder and think about how your wedding would happen, Amy? No. Never? Not even as a young girl? No.
1: I wasn't one of the, I know, and I always thought something maybe was wrong with me. Or weird. I never had. I think that's why I was able to plan my my wedding in eight weeks because I didn't really have any expectations. I didn't have this built up in my head of what I wanted it to be like.
0: Yeah. You? No, not really. I always thought I'd wear a headset mic though and do a little performance, mm-hmm. like Garth. Yeah. How's I that playing out? I don't really think that's gonna happen. <laughs> but I didn't really. Listen, I wondered forever if I was even ever gonna get married. I wanted to, but I was never just gonna marry somebody for the sake of marrying somebody. And so there was a point after about 35, I was like, you know, I'd have that talk of myself in the mirror. You may never get married. You may be that weirdo that never gets married. And then you do the thing where you're like, I guess you're just another Clooney. But then you realize a few things. One, you're not as good looking. Mm -hmm. You're not as rich. And Clooney was married once before. He
2: eventually got married too. No, he was married before and got married again. Well, there you go.
0: So actually nothing was George (laughs) Clooney-ish about me. Zero. Uh, But luckily that didn't happen. Luckily I met Caitlin. A new survey found that 70% of married Americans said they knew exactly what their wedding would look like. She's not a big wedding. She's not like, I've been waiting for this my whole life. Meaning how to design the wedding. We kind of go, you know, she does a lot of scrolling. It's like, oh, this is cool. What do you think about this? I'm involved way less than I probably should be. But even she's not being, and and we're months out, obviously, a bridezilla in any way. The only thing that she had to kind of, you know, bust my chops about was not getting all the addresses in to send out the save the dates and the invites. I, would, I was just like, I'll get to it. He's like, you have like 40 addresses you're missing here. We can't send them to your people. I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, or
1: you just wanted it to be addressed to the person you knew with a plus one, and it's their wife of 25 years. Well, that's <laughs> an
0: awkward conversation for me to go to somebody I've known for a long time and go, hey, what's your husband's name? Mm-hmm. You know, my move was, hey, so how do you want your uh, save the date addressed? and then they'd say Mr. and
1: Mrs. uh,
0: (laughs) but there were a couple of those situations where I just didn't know the husband or the wife of the person that I was inviting and so Eddie
1: plus one I tried and
0: I tried to invite people by their nicknames too Mm. like Gator Mm. our station manager (laughs) Gator Gator and his wife (laughs) Um, that's what's up today you guys are going to like today's show uh, tomorrow's show. Just want to have you coming back for tomorrow. Miranda Lambert will be on. We will also do uh, the wine challenge with Eddie where we have three cheap and one expensive bottle of wine. and He thinks he can he can pick it by his the taste. I can't wait. Yeah, sophisticated palate, mm. apparently. Yes. So we'll do that tomorrow. Uh, you guys enjoy today's show. Let me do a quick four things with Amy Brown. Lauren Daigle is on today. Oh, that's yes. cool. Love Lauren. Yeah, wow. no, How'd that go?
1: She's awesome. She did all four things with me and I feel like she offered a lot of Wisdom. We talked, you know, turning points in life and how, you know, you can see it as uh, a negative. Like, but if you uh, surrender to it and allow it to be used for good, then it can change the trajectory of your life. So I was super encouraged by her story and how she got to where she is today. And then we talked wellness, all the things, her new music.
0: Even if you don't go and listen to Amy's podcast now, I would would encourage you to go over and hit subscribe. Yeah. That way it pops up. And then when you're in your subscribe podcasts... Podcasts are free, by the way. However you want to listen to them. iHeartRadio, other things. Just hit subscribe on it and it'll show up. It doesn't cost you a dang dime. Boom. Did you ever dime. say a dang dime? No. Like, oh, that's going to be my new thing. <laughs> I like that. It just came out. It didn't, a, a di- it didn't cost you a dang dime.
1: Not a dang dime. <laughs> Neither does rating or reviewing. That's true. Not a dang dime.
0: Well, let me say this about Talk to Chuck. He has on Kelly Pickler and her husband, Kyle Jacobs. That's another one. You should go over and hit subscribe to and check out an episode if you like it. And then once you like a few of them, you realize you want to catch them all. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you should just jump into a podcast, and listen to every episode, but talk to Chuck's a good fun one, too. No,
1: especially early on. I got some turds.
0: On yours? <laughs> yeah, I mean, dang turds. I,
1: dang turds.
0: In this podcast <laughs> with, with <laughs> Chuck, they talk about the time Kelly beat Chuck for a CMA award, which is oh. funny. Mm. So it's free, <laughs> it don't cost you a dang, dang dime. dime. Yeah. All right, you guys enjoyed today's show. Bye, everybody. <laughs> What's happening, friends? Thank you for hopping on with us here on Thursday. Morning, studio. Morning. Morning. Well, we'll start with Eddie. Eddie,
2: so people are asking you about my wedding. Yeah, lots of texts coming through. Just They want to know the, the, the date of the wedding, one, and then two, they're just like, have you got an invitation? Because we haven't got an invitation, and we don't know if we're invited yet or not. And I'm like, honestly, guys, I don't know. Like, I, I think I know the date, so I tell them the date, but I don't know if the invitations have been sent out or what, so I'm... I'm trying to figure out from you. Well, what's we up.
0: haven't sent the invitations out.
2: Okay, what's, I think what's the holdup? Well,
0: because we moved it back, right? So it was going to initially be earlier. Now we moved it a couple months back. We haven't even sent out to save the dates yet. We plan on hitting them on the same day with both of them. Oh,
2: <laughs> usually the save save the dates are way
0: earlier, but okay. Well, it's just because of COVID. We do feel extremely confident now that we're having a full blowout wedding. Woo! Because where we have it, we feel good about that month. You know, they came out yesterday, day before yesterday, and they were like, hey, by, by, by May, everybody's going to have the vaccine. <laughs> you have the option to it. And it, once everybody has the, the ability to get a vaccine, everything's open, running wild, naked. Oh, or maybe not that part. Interesting. But it's party time. It's time to get back to normal. Even if people choose not to get the vaccine, that's on them. If it's available... It's time to rock and roll. Open every door, 100%, heck, 105% capacity. (laughs) Hmm. So, what? I hate going over. I know. No, but if the capacity by the fire marshal is 70 people, have 75. Okay. So, that's not exactly the same thing, but yes. But, I, but we haven't sent anything out okay. yet. May, maybe this week, but you can let them know. They'll be out soon. Well, <laughs> invitations
1: are supposed to go out six to eight weeks
0: before the wedding. Oh, oh really? Yeah. We have plenty of time. Oh, we'll Ooh. send the save the dates out then in the next okay. week, week and a half or so. Okay. But the somewhat awkward part of our wedding planning is our friends who are artists and performers who want to either know if they're being asked if they want us to play a song or if they're Not wanting us to act. It's just a weird thing because I have friends, uh, one I've talked about openly, Gary LaVox, was like, hey, I'm there, I'm gonna sing something. And I'm like, good, I'm glad you just said you're gonna sing something because we'd love everybody to come and sing if they want to. And if they don't want to, we don't want them to sing. But if you want to, let us know. That would be a great gift. Instead of buying us something, just be like, hey, we're going to sing at the
2: reception. Oh, amazing.
0: Right? Yeah. Then if, then if you buy anything, you probably wanted to sing anyway. The thing Perfect. About, I'd love to sing. The thing about oh, performers boy. is... Oh, you can sing if you want. <laughs>
2: the
0: thing about performers is they do love to perform.
1: Yeah.
0: And so we have a couple friends that have been like, we're ready to go. We're, regardless if you tell us we can or not, we're doing it.
2: Wait, 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 wait. Do, do they, Bones? I, I know they love to perform in general, but do they want to go to a wedding and perform? If it, uh, some, Yeah, I would say... Okay.
1: If it's a friend. Yeah.
2: Okay. I don't think they want to just show up at a, you know, a sit-go. I always go to this, like, like, go-to Bon Jovi video where he was at a wedding and someone was like, come on, come on, sing. he was like, Well, I think it depends how close it is to he is to the person. (laughs) If
0: they're extremely close, I think they don't mind at all. It's like a fun night. For example, Jake will be there. Jake Owen. Mm -hmm. You'll sing. Well, Willie, I'm not going to ask him. Oh, he's got to sing. He will. I'm not going to be like, hey, Jake, hop up and give us a little barefoot. I'm not, I'm not gonna do that but if people were like hey we're gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna sing a song I'd be like great if you don't want to great if you do but I just don't like the awkwardness of not knowing if where,
2: or if they feel like they should. What if, Bones, like during the wedding, when like, say Gary starts it and he's like, ah, ah Gary's singing, ah, yeah. that's the broken road. Yeah. And he sings. And then all of us, we see like Jake and we're like, Jake, 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 See, Jake. that could be a thing oh. too. Oh. Right? We could peer pressure anybody there. <laughs> <laughs> Dan and Jay, Dan and Jay. So
0: we shall see what shall happen. okay But it's that awkward, awkward thing of, uh, just, a little bit of the move has been too to to tell people that are singers like, and Gary's been my go-to because he was the one who's like, "I'll sing whatever you want." I mean, Ronnie Dunn's like, "I'll sing whatever you want." Oh man, this is gonna be so good. We'll see. We'll see how how good. I don't. Want my to- Maria, my Maria. <laughs> I don't know if that's the one I want. I think I'd want him to do Neon Moon. Okay. Just because that song to Caitlin and I, there's actually a reason that we like that song. Like it, we, it's kind of one of our one of the songs that when we first started dating we played a lot because she loves '90s country.
2: Yeah. Oh, and by the way, kicks is uh, Not kicks. Uh, Ronnie's one of the ones that keeps texting me. He's like, am I invited or not? So, I, you know. it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely not.
0: Bet that it happened. Uh, but that's the awkward part for me now. Is my friends that are performers? Do I invite them? And if I don't invite them, do they get insulted to sing at the reception? Oh, I don't know. I know. That's the whole (laughs) point of me saying this. I know. So Twitter had this whole debate. You know, who is the better band, Fleetwood Mac or Chicago? We all voted Fleetwood Mac. But then we thought, let's do our own, like, awkward battle of the bands, uh, people that we just love. And so we put up Old Dominion and Little Big Town. And Little Big Town won. It's tough. I was torn. Because I think I like more Old Dominion songs as an A+. But I like Little Big Town as a whole group better, individually. But I did pick Little Big Town, they won. Today, in the red corner, <laughs> from Knoxville, Tennessee, coming in at 5'6", 154 pounds, he has sold over 30 million albums worldwide. He has 31 number ones, including She's Got It All. she got it all, my heart. Don't blink.
3: Don't blink.
0: American Kids. It It is Kenny Chesney. In the blue corner. Oh, man. From Star, Louisiana. Coming in at 5'10", 170 pounds. He sold over 42 million albums. His big hits include Don't Take the Girl. Jimmy Johnson. Big Tommy Thompson. Humble and kind. Always stay humble and kind. Mm-hmm. And the jam, I like it, I love it. But I like it, I love it, I want some more of it. It is Tim McGraw! It's tough, and you know they have kind of come up together. They've very parallel, around the same time. They toured together. Both have headlined for the other one.
1: Both are very tan.
0: Both They're extremely tan <laughs> and in shape. They both get arrested together, and they the both nervous, the horse thing, they, P- punch Punched a, a horse. horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> something about. Downtown. They've they've
0: come up together, right? Massive. They're the only two artists that I can think of that have always stayed in that that top level. They both came out in the 90s, and they're not 90s artists. They're still contemporary artists.
1: They never rode away and came back. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so it's Kenny Chesney, Tim McGraw. Who wins in the Battle of the Bands? Lunchbox? Tim McGraw. <laughs>
2: Just, I mean, <laughs> sorry,
0: Kenny. I mean, Kenny's great, but Tim McGraw's the dude. He's Amy? the man.
1: Uh, Tim McGraw.
2: Yeah, Eddie? Now uh, These guys are legends, but there's one person that follows me. He's my buddy. What do you mean, follows you home? He follows me on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, and sometimes he responds to my tweets, uh, and he gave me a chair as a gift one day, and so I'm going Tim McGraw. Come on. He's my dude.
0: Yeah, I have to go Tim McGraw, too. This one really wasn't close, I guess. And Tim, I guess I just know Tim a little better, and I think I grew up with more Tim McGraw in my life, like his songs. Even though both of them were always there, it was, I was, I guess, more of a Tim McGraw guy than a Kenny Chesney guy. Does anyone vote Kenny Chesney in the whole room?
4: Oh, Scooby Steve put his hand out.
0: Oh, okay. We'll get the dissenting opinion here.
4: Yeah, I, I love Kenny Chesney maybe because I'm a Floridian, so I like that island vibe, that sound. And I've seen Kenny Chesney drunk at a bar performing in Key West. So really? I, I, yeah, I was in Key West one day, and I was, I was hearing this Kenny Chesney song, and I was like, but it sounds a little off. Got closer and closer to a place called Sloppy Joe's, and there's Kenny Chesney up on the stage performing with a beer in his hand. It was the coolest experience of my life. <laughs> so I personally had to pick Kenny Chesney. How long ago was that? That was like 2007. So he was already big. He was big, yeah, but I guess not as big as he is now, but he was pretty big. I would say it was probably peak 2007. Okay, That's probably peak Chesney.
1: But when he's down in the islands or the Key West area, he just kind of does Kenny.
4: Nobody was was bothering him? Nobody was bothering him. He was just like a, a local legend that was just. And he was stage. singing his own song. His own song. <laughs> yeah, like, are you sure that was him? Yeah, are you sure? I didn't Kenny? know that was him, Scuba. It totally was. I mean, I know what he looks like. He's that bald dude that he was wearing like, like a like a fisherman cap or whatever it was, tight jeans. It was totally him. Did you I, talk to him? I didn't talk to him, but, I w- but people were like, "That's Kenny up there. That's Kenny up there." Huh. I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool." I was a little inebriated myself, so I can't fully confirm it, but I'm almost positive it was him. I tight jeans. I believe
0: it. I would bet. This is what I would bet. Cause I I know both of them. I know Tim better than I know Kenny. Kenny's just not around as much. But I would bet that it was somebody who just looked like Kenny Chesney. Uh-huh. Cause I don't know that Kenny would ever go sing his own song at a bar. I think he would sing something else possibly. But I don't know that he would get up and sing, Come over, come over, come
4: over, come over. <laughs> Maybe it was a Betty Loss with friends, but I know he frequents Key West. That's like his spot. That's his area.
0: Which is even more Prime real estate for someone that looked like Kenny to go. <laughs> oh, don't do this! This is one
4: of the best moments of Scuba's life. He said. <laughs> you would bet money that that was Kenny Chesney. I would bet money that it was him. Yes.
1: I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Ooh. He would sing Ooh. his
4: own song. I do think he. There's no way yeah. he would sing his own song. No way. Even when he had th- a couple of drinks. You think he wouldn't do it? Like with peer pressure or anything. But his own. I think he would sing. But his own song? Yes. Maybe
1: it's like that thing where sometimes you get up there and you sing your own song and you're like, hey, I'm going to see if anybody thinks this is really me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. Maybe. And,
1: and, they, and you know, they get responses sometimes of like, I mean, you're okay, but the real guy's better. And then inside their head, they're like, I am the real guy.
0: Well, like when Morgan Wallen was singing, he wasn't singing his own song when he was
4: doing karaoke. Yeah, he was doing a cover.
1: Was it karaoke or was he doing like multiple songs?
4: Oh, uh, Kenny, he was doing just the one that I noticed. Oh,
1: but This was back in
4: 2007. <laughs> there wasn't really social media. There wasn't anyone taking videos, That's putting things true. online. So it was more of a safe space. What do
1: you
0: guys think
4: 2007 was? Little House on a Prairie? We did it. We
1: had what? Facebook. and my, Yeah, think about it. it. We were not. There was no Instagram. There was there no was Twitter. YouTube.
4: Yeah, people weren't obsessed with that culture of posting things immediately. Everyone was just enthralled and enjoying the moment. That's true. I think you guys have a different view of history. <laughs> no,
1: I 2007, think... 2007,
4: <laughs> if something happened, I was recording it.
1: On what?
0: On where the, the, where like, were you putting a, it? A little camera? A
1: flip cam? Sure, a camera, any camera. Then, any then camera? you had to go home and upload Great, it. Great, and I would have. Okay.
0: <laughs> Kenny Chesney singing at a bar? Yeah, yeah I just okay. took it
1: in, yeah. Well, we need to search YouTube now for 2007, Key West Kenny Chesney. Do you Jeff- know what song him. he was singing?
4: I, I honestly don't remember, but if I listened to a bunch of them, maybe I could I could figure <laughs> out based on the time frame. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it, it was a big one, though.
1: Maybe he thinks it was a Kenny song.
0: So Tim McGraw is going to win this battle of the bands. <laughs> However, Kenny Chesney comes in strong with the drunk performance of his own song in Key West 2007. if it was him? <laughs> there he is. Tim McGraw, our champion, yeah! everybody. Wow. I feel like, though, we need to play a Tim McGraw song since he won the championship.
1: What are our choices?
0: Why don't we go old school and do don't take the girl? I think that's the choice that I want to offer. Does everybody take that choice? Of course. There you go. A woman in North Carolina was hospitalized with life-threatening injuries after she tried to get out of her car and dance next to it as it was rolling, but got stuck in the seatbelt and she was dragged almost 1,200 feet. Oh, that's terrible. A North Carolina woman was hospitalized with serious life-threatening injuries after she was dragged 1,200 feet when she attempted to exit a vehicle and dance. She has got hung up. It was 2.30 a.m. Boy, that's a time of the night where no. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm just assuming at 2.30 a.m. I'm trying to <laughs> dance beside your car. Just an assumption that there would be alcohol involved. I think that's safe. According to police, a woman had left a 2018 Honda and began dancing, but became tangled in the car's seatbelt. As the light turned green, the rear-left p- passenger exited and began dancing next to the vehicle. Got tangled. The vehicle began to drive away. She was dragged. Oh. Dang. Oh, five people, including the woman in the car at the time. Mm, I guess I might have assumed she got out of the driver's
2: side.
1: Yeah, she sounds she like was she a was a passenger.
2: passenger. And so why did the make car me feel better. keep moving if somebody was driving it? Maybe they didn't know. Maybe oh, they were drinking. My they they a were lot of assumptions her? here, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but and she doesn't scream for a thousand feet.
0: Or there's not a ding going off in the car because the door's open. Five people... Again, including the one more in the car at the time of the incident, according to the report, the driver was traveling the speed limit, which was 35.
2: Oh, gosh. Oh, my goodness. I the driver was not
0: suspected of drug or alcohol use.
2: Hmm. What? At 2.30 in the morning? Man, we'd
0: be a terrible jury. <laughs> man, <laughs> well, maybe the driver was not drinking or using drugs. Maybe he's the designated driver. Wow. But everybody else was so loud partying.
1: And they're like, keep going. This is awesome.
0: That's, that's a tough story to read. Hmm. The, she, she's alive. Thank goodness. I mean, you hope you got that for TikTok, at least. Yeah, I was going to oh. ask
2: if there's any video games. Surely
0: it was for something like right. that, right? What do you say, Mike? I
2: didn't see any video. Oh. No video.
0: And he looked. He Googled all the terms. <laughs> Here's another driving story. State police have charged a guy after he led troopers on a high-speed chase Friday afternoon. Troopers say that Michael David Myers faces charges of fleeing and eluding police. Here's the deal. Around 11.30 a.m., a trooper observed a, uh, observed a gold GMC that was pulling a U-Haul trailer, speeding along Interstate 80... The vehicle also displayed several equipment violations, so they tried to stop the vehicle. The guy in the U-Haul let him on a high-speed chase. He has his kids in the car oh. and a U-Haul, oh, no, no, and he's no. running from the law. Authorities say he began swerving in and out of traffic. He turned on a midway drive, went through a Lowe's parking lot back on Route 55, hit a curb. The U-Haul trailer then became unhooked. Mayhem. Luckily, nobody was killed. Jeez. You got trailers just flying off of trucks. He was taken into custody by state police. And remember the story about your friend that was at outside the grocery store, and a drunk driver came in and hit them.
1: Oh yeah, with their car, like boom. Home Depot. I mean, she almost died. She was in the hospital for a really long time, and the set really, really, just it's tragic in general. But the drunk driver that hit her, that was not his first offense.
0: She, they were walking. Multiple. They were walking into the store
1: mm-hmm. in the Home Depot parking lot and they just in got Austin, hit? and he yep. came
0: flying in. I told right. you guys about. I think I was probably 12 years old. I was playing baseball, and a drunk driver came flying into the boys' club in Hot Springs parking lot, just hitting cars, boom, boom. And our coach Charlie Nevels jumped the fence in the outfield. Oh yeah, cleared it, and that's a seven-foot fence. I don't remember if he he had to use his hands, unless he was just superhero flying. But I'm mm-hmm. talking about ran <laughs> over the fence. As the truck was crashing cars, he jumps in that side window, pulls that guy out. Boom, boom, boom. Punches him? Yeah.
1: Wow. What a reaction.
0: To stop him from driving and hitting all these cars. Yeah. Because he had to pull him out of it. And so he pulled him. Bam, bam. And then the car was just stopped because it smashed into another car. Luckily, nobody was hurt. Vivid memories of hearing the crunches. When that boom. Everyone's like, what's happening? Immediately. There he went. Jump, pulled, Punched. Probably saved a bunch of people. There are a bunch of kids walking around there. Crazy,
5: man.
1: The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number 2's 30 Second Skinny.
5: Miranda Lambert will be the first female country music star to open up a bar on Broadway in Nashville. She's partnering with TC Restaurant Group for a bar and restaurant called Casa Rosa at 308 Broadway. No word yet on when it will open. Midland is releasing a documentary and soundtrack on March 19th. It's called Midland, the Sonic Ranch, and will document the band's formation along with how they create their unique sound. Thomas Rhett says social media has helped his songwriting.
0: It is really cool that people do know so much about our lives. It allows me in that way to be able to write at a way more personal level, I think, than if I didn't share about our lives.
5: I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny.
0: It's time for the good news.
5: With
6: Lunchbox. Tell me something good.
3: After seeing all the devastation down in Texas because of the winter freeze, Chris Whelan got on TikTok. Don't know what he does on TikTok, but he has 98,000 followers on TikTok. He's like, guys, we got to do something. And he raised 7,000 thousand dollars so he went and he bought supplies pvc pipes he went and bought toiletries anything and everything filled up a whole truck and drove it down to colleen and said wow. here you go this is from all me and my friends on tiktok oh
0: cool that's a cool song <laughs> yeah me and my <laughs> friends on tiktok that's a, that's awesome that's what it's all about right there that was tell me something good bobby bone show
5: bonehead story of the day
0: This story comes to us from England.
3: A family went on vacation back in November. It was an all-exclusive thing, but they claimed food poisoning by the airplane. They couldn't go out. They couldn't do anything. So they got all their money back. Only problem is they posted pictures on Facebook of them out doing the water slides the
0: water park. Oh no. And so now they all got arrested for fraud. Sometimes people just have to post. <laughs>
2: they got to brag. They can't help it.
0: Even though there's something going on, they still got to they still got to get their post in. <laughs> like Lunchbox.
3: That's your bonehead story of the day.
0: Time for elder versus millennial. Eddie the oldest on our show, 41 years old versus Morgan number 2, the youngest on our show,
5: 27 years old.
0: As they're answering questions about each other's generations, Morgan, you're in the lead, four to two. If you win this, you are the champion, Woo, and you I'm will ready. hear this song if you win. We are oh, the Eddie, you don't want to hear that song. Today. I do not <laughs> want to hear that song. All right, here we go. Let's introduce our players. Come on. Up first, he's a dad of four. I call him the Hispanic who don't panic. He just wrote a Hershey's jingle. And his lawn's been decorated for months with an inflatable Kris Kringle. (laughs) It is producer Eddie. (laughs) His opponent, she runs our digital. She watches our social media like a hawk. And When she's not working, she's dancing on TikTok. It's Morgan number two. (laughs) Eddie, are you ready? I'm ready, Bones. I got to win this one. You have to win this one. Got to do it. These are all questions that Morgan number two should We'll know. Okay. What now famous pop star Eddie played cat on the Nickelodeon show *Sam and Cat* back in 2013?
2: Ooh, it just popped in my head, and I know she likes to dress like a cat sometimes. Give me Ariana Grande. Is that
0: why she dresses like a cat? I. I yeah. Oh, oh, it's a bunny. Oh, I, I thought oh, she was oh, a, I cat, a too. cat too.
2: Huh. She had cat ears. Yeah, cat ears and whiskers and stuff. Yeah,
0: her you, headphones are cat. Mike D yelled, "She's a bunny." I thought she was, Morgan. What is he? I thought she was a cat.
5: No, she's a cat, but I I don't think it has any connection as to why she dresses that Guys, way. Guys, is it
0: right or not? The answer is Ariana <laughs> Grande. Yeah. Ah! Good job. Mike D thought she was a bunny, huh? Which is weird. He goes, I guess that's a cat. <laughs> Eddie, nice shot. Thank you. This is a famous quote from what reality show that was popular in the year 2000? Ready?
2: Yeah. I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? Uh, Repeat the first part of this. It's what? From I, where? I was rooting for you. We were all rooting for you. How dare you? No, but this is a clip from
0: the 2000s from what? It's a famous quote from what reality show? Reality show
7: rooting for you! We were all rooting for you! How dare you!
2: Okay, I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to guess. Big Brother. Who do you think that is? I don't know. Some girl mad at something. Okay. Uh, Big Brother is incorrect. Morgan, do you know that?
5: Oh, I don't know if I do. I mean, I remember the quote, but I'm not sure I remember what it's from. I was thinking possibly the hills, but that doesn't sound right. Um,
0: Let's play the clip again for Morgan.
7: I was rooting for you! We were all rooting for you! How dare you!
5: I know when you say it, I'm going to be so mad, but is it The Bachelor?
0: It is not. I believe that's is that Tyra Banks. <gasps> oh, America's yeah. Next Top Model. <laughs> Why was she so mad? I don't watch that show. <laughs> they were cheering for her. I don't know. Eddie. Come on. Final question. What was the name of Ross and Rachel's daughter on the Friends TV show?
2: They had a daughter?
1: What? Yes. Yes.
2: Ross and Rachel
0: had you a don't daughter? You
1: do remember Rachel being pregnant?
0: And I, then Joey I'm, proposed to her, but not really. Really?
1: And then she had the baby.
0: Gosh, they I don't know. What was I, Ross and Rachel's daughter's name.
2: I'm going to guess that they named her Samantha. Samantha. Mm. Wow, that's right. Is it? No. <laughs> oh. <No. laughs> <laughs> Morgan, do you know that?
1: Yeah, it's Emma.
0: It's Emma. What? Yeah.
1: Emma, the name Emma skyrocketed after that.
0: Uh, after that round one to one. Morgan, Ugh. it's up to you. Yeah. Okay. This band released their hit song, My Own Worst Enemy, 22 years ago today. I'm going to play you the song here. Tell me the name of the band. Tell me, tell me why. I see you singing I know
5: the song. You I do? don't know that I know the band, though. Yeah. I mean, it's alternative. Like, I have my alternative phase, and I remember this song. Can you say the title one more time?
0: My Own Worst Enemy. You were 22 years ago today. How old are you, 27?
1: Yeah, I would have been five.
0: Five years old. Your kindergarten graduation, you probably played this. (laughs) Your
1: your alternative (laughs) kindergarten phase. (laughs) Um, Oh,
5: System of a Down sounds appropriate, I have a feeling that's what it is.
0: And you know what? For that time, it would have been appropriate. But if that's not the right answer uh, here. Uh, Eddie, you can steal it? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and steal it. That's lit. Lit. Here it is. And here is my own worst enemy. Tell me,
6: tell me why.
0: All right, Morgan, back in 1982, there was a movie called E.T., The Extraterrestrial. You familiar with that?
5: Yeah, I think I know what he looks like. He sat in a little basket, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Who directed it?
5: Out of all the questions, I don't know that I have that answer.
0: Who directed E.T.? E.T.?
5: I'm trying to picture the movie poster right now. Um. and do you know
2: this? I do know it.
5: Ah! Oh. I don't think I know it. J.J. Abrams? That's a director, right?
0: That is, but he's probably too young. Oh. It's a much older director, but somebody extremely famous. Maybe the most famous director of period.
5: Steven Spielberg?
2: Yeah. That would have been who it was. Dang it! Yeah. Eddie? Yes. You would that, that. I would have gotten that, too. I mean, yeah. he directed all the greats in the Man. 80s. Um,
0: okay, so Eddie gets that one. Let's do one more, just for fun. This actress recently turned 53 years old. She's best known for her roles in The Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, and Pretty in Pink. Name that actress. Sixteen
5: Candles, Pretty in Pink, Breakfast Club. Uh-huh. An actress? Uh-huh.
0: She, Alicia, go ahead.
5: Alicia Silverstone.
0: Incorrect. <laughs> this actress recently turned fifty-three. Eddie, she was in all those movies: Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, Pretty in Pink. Name that actress.
2: Bones. This is tough, but I'm gonna go with Molly Ringwald. Correct. Okay. Wow.
0: With the win wow. today. Wow. The
2: producer Good job. Eddie, Good nine job. Nine. Wow. Kept it alive, baby. Yeah, keep it alive. What do you want to say to all your fans? Hey, all my elders out there, <laughs> look, let's, we're hip, we're cool, so right. let's just keep on list, watching the young stuff. And remember, oh, if you means- have to say you're hip and cool, you're not hip and cool. <laughs> That's
0: right. <laughs> you guys can always email us if you have a question, and if you want to remain anonymous, just say, hey, leave me anonymous. We promise we will. Let's open up the mailbag. Bobby's Mailbag. Hey guys, my name is Allison. I'm 34 years old. I'm single. I'm not ready to settle down, and the one thing I've always loved to do is go clubbing with my friends. Most of my friends are from work and are younger than me, so they still make me feel young. Anyway, we haven't been able to go to the club in about a year, and I don't see them opening again fully till maybe early summer. And to be honest, this lockdown has made me realize my age. I'll be 35 by summer. I feel like that might be a little old to go out clubbing on the weekends. So what do I do now? How old is too old to go clubbing? Does this mean it's time for me to settle down? Signed, Allison. Amy, I'll let you take this first. You're <laughs> thirty-nine years old.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like it just depends on your stage of life. Are you married yet? Do you have kids yet? Because then she did sometimes you say she's single, right? But for, so for me, I mean, sometimes the occasional clubbing night with a friend, it's like, oh yeah, we're out, we're wild, we're crazy. But it's like once in a blue moon. So I guess if you're still single, how else do you go out and meet people? I think clubbing might be okay, but not every
0: weekend. I think going to bars and stuff is fine at any age. Clubbing's a whole different animal, though. Yeah, that is true. Going to a club is <laughs> it's 22, 23, 24-year-olds. I would go occasionally, and I would I, I, would feel like I was 15 years older than everybody else, but I had to know going into it I was going to be the old guy there. Right. right? Uh, listen, if it makes you feel good, go do it. Mm-hmm. The end. If you're 70 and you want to go to the club go to the club.
2: You're going to end up on TikTok, but yeah. 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 Y- and people will stare at you, but who cares?
1: Yeah, I remember in my 20s going to the club and seeing the older guys. Now they were guys, not not women, but and I remember being like, how weird is it that that guy is there? Like his whole outfit, his whole vibe, everything about him was so old and I'm sure he was probably 35 or so.
0: You, know you what I just mean? have to know that people are gonna pick you out as the old guy in the club, right? Or the old, old woman. But who cares what other people are thinking?
1: That's right.
0: You go. You have fun. If you want a club, club. If you want to find people your age, you can semi club, which goes is going to a bar that also plays music and you can dance.
1: There you go. That's a happy medium.
0: But thirty four, chase it down. Live your life. <laughs> you know, like Rihanna once said, Live, Live your life. life. Oh. That's right. All right, Allison, thank you for that email. Morgan, how do they uh, email us if they want to?
5: Mailbag at bobbybones.com.
0: There you go. Close it up. And that was Bobby's Mailbag. Let's talk about age for a second, because I guess yesterday after the show, Eddie was asking Morgan, like, I don't understand TikTok. Oh, man, somebody send a note about that, too. Is that true? Morgan, was he doing that?
5: Oh, yeah. He was like, I need you to explain to me, like, what I should be posting (laughs) up here, and why does this get more interaction than this? And I was like, Eddie, these are a lot of questions that are probably good ones, but showing his age a little bit. you say people. Yeah.
2: So where do you feel most comfortable posting, Eddie? Instagram. Because it's just a picture or a video, and all I have to do is describe what that video is, and then that's it. Yeah. And then it goes, and people watch it, and people like it. If they not, if not, they don't watch it. That's that easy. TikTok, however, I'm like, I don't know what the point of this is. Like, sometimes people do pranks. Sometimes people do songs. They sing. Uh, sometimes they just catch a shark, and they put a video of that, and it goes viral. And I'm like, how did that go from 10 views to... To like millions of views But yet only 2,000 people follow them. I don't understand it Bones And I'm asking the social media guru I didn't think that was like a big deal
0: Well there starts to be a time And I feel this way with music now It's not for me to understand why it's a hit anymore Okay You know some of the really nutty Billie Eilish stuff It's all super dark And I'm just like you know what I don't, I don't feel it But I'm not supposed to feel it anymore I'm
2: not 22 years old Okay So I'm not really need to understand any of this Just let it happen you do suck at TikTok, though. What, I do? Honest. Yeah, okay, he does. I just
0: started, though. He that's does, why I'm asking. You What's your name on TikTok?
2: Producer Eddie.
0: TikTok is, a, is kind of a wide-open land for you to just find compelling content. It doesn't matter what it is. And it's shorter, right? Yeah. Than YouTube. But what can you do that's going to entertain people? That's your
2: only goal on TikTok. Well, and then I watch your posts, and it's just like, okay, he does a lot of Caitlyn, Bobby, couples mm-hmm. videos. That's cool. But I feel like there are a little, like, uh, what do they call it when they go, um, um, it's viral not viral, but it's like that's what's happening. Uh, See, this trending. Is, this
1: was him yesterday talking to Morgan. You know oh. what's it called? So when I post to the, Amy, are doo-doo. you the one
2: that ratted me out? I'm not do? telling you who ratted you out. Yeah. It wasn't Amy, though. Yeah, trending. When something's trending, it's yeah. like...
0: Well, there's a lot of things that someone will do something that's really popular, like a funny little bit, and then other people will do it, too, because they're seeing that other people like it. I'm not explaining this on the air right now.
2: <laughs> Back to the, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah. Hey, uh, but speaking it
0: of it, ta- time marches on Thank for Eddie over there. Here's a voicemail from Catherine in Texas.
7: I just binge-watched a new show on Netflix called Behind Her Eyes, and I was just wondering if any of you have watched it, because it was really interesting, and it was crazy at the end, total twist-up. So, anyway, I'd love to listen to you guys talk about how you feel about it. Thanks.
0: Thanks. I haven't seen Behind Her Eyes. Anyone? No. no. No, never heard of it. Here's the thing, though, about when you tell people there's a twist at the end of a show, <laughs> you're kind of telling people, you're kind of spoiling it a little bit. Mike D., let me ask you about this. If someone, because you do Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, if someone tells you there's a twist at the end of the movie, isn't that somewhat of a spoiler? Yeah, because you're setting them up to expect something, so you can't say there's anything a twist. I have no idea what you just said, but still. <laughs> <laughs> say that again. You're setting them up to expect something later down the line, so you can't say there's a twist. Right. You can't say,
2: I You're going to be watching and waiting the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you're
0: going to be waiting the whole time. Or like, you're going, okay, this is what I think is going to happen, so this is out of the picture. All right. <laughs> so are we all agreeing that to say there's a twist is a spoiler? Yes. Yes, yes
1: I learned that the hard way. Why? Because I've said that to y'all before and gotten in trouble.
0: What happened with the trouble?
1: Oh, I just get slammed for ruining shows.
0: No, because you ru- no, literally I, you yeah, ruined no, shows. I, I know. You don't and just say I there's I a twist. You go, here's the twist, guys. No, what do you like, tell us? Avengers no, i say, that one? no, <laughs> I
1: say something at the end, blah, 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 <laughs> and then you're like, oh, great, no, I just didn't even watch she it. She
0: run the entire ending of, it, of an Avengers movie for me <laughs> that I'd been waiting a year for.
1: Right, and I haven't been able to let that one go, ever. <laughs>
2: Good. You should always hold on to that I one. I do
1: hold on to it, so now I don't say anything <laughs> about oh, anything.
2: When you know there's a twist coming. do you try to guess what that twist is? I try to guess everything
0: anyway but if someone says there's a twist I go well I know it's not this so then I start looking around (laughs) just start breaking scenarios down I'm like well I don't expect it to be the milkman
1: (laughs) but I mean I am curious about behind her eyes if she binged it and thought it was so good I don't
0: even know what it's about me neither watching uh, Marvel uh, WandaVision speaking of Marvel and then watching Succession a little bit that's what we're watching now and then Caleb's I'm watching Cobra Kai still trying to get through that it is the best Worst show I've ever seen. Because it's cheesy. It is so cheesy. But, but good. But I'm into I, it. I watch it. It's, it's pretty good. The show. Here's Amy's
2: pile of stories.
1: So the next time you're happy, you need to record a video of yourself. I know it sounds a little weird, but they say that it'll help you out the next time that you're sad. Because if you have the video of yourself being happy, you can go play it back for yourself and it'll give you hope that, yeah, you can be a happy person.
0: My friend Michael... He wanted to ask if his, the girl he really liked, Holly, if she was still engaged. And so he made two videos. He made a video where he's like, she's not engaged. Have a party. She's still yours. And he made a video, a sad video, where he's like, oh, man, he had two boxes, a happy box that he jumped into and had all the stuff, or a sad box.
6: Oh, Is your this the the friend, office? Mike oh, Scott? Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was happy, and he's like, do drinking <laughs> Okay, so, They're my friends. I watch them every night. Yeah, That's what I yeah. feel like.
1: Just a reminder, next time you're like super happy, just take a couple of moments and record yourself. Explain what you're happy about and what you're feeling grateful for so you can play it back. All right, Bobby, you're about to get married. Tell me what you would do if this happened. There's a bride-to-be who has vetoed her fiancé's pick for his best man because it's her ex-boyfriend.
0: Well, if I was the <laughs> Groom, I wouldn't be putting some dude she had made out with next to me at the wedding. You're weird. I mean... Or probably more than made out, let's be honest.
1: <laughs> but they're friends.
0: That, that whole situation is a little weird, and I, I wouldn't do it because I, it'd probably make her uncomfortable, and I, w- I would be uncomfortable with it. I understand why she would say no to that.
1: Well, what about not best man, but can he at least be groomsman? <laughs> like, you know, you line them up, can he be the last <laughs> groomsman in the line?
0: <laughs> I think there would be a compromise needed. If he wants him as the best man and she doesn't want him at all, what's middle? It's being an usher or the last.
1: Yeah. You know, Do y'all have ushers?
0: No, not yet.
1: Oh, but you are going to have them? Not I don't, everybody I don't has know. them. Oh, you don't know that
0: part. Uh-uh. Okay. Am I supposed to have ushers? U-S-H-E-R. <laughs> Whatever you want, man. Did,
1: did you usher at my wedding?
0: I don't know. All I know is Amy asked me to. I wasn't in her wedding.
1: We ha- First of all. All I know been- is I wasn't in her wedding. That that is, a, that is a fact. You were not in my wedding, but we had also been friends at, for like a year at that point.
0: Anyway, I wasn't in her <laughs> wedding.
1: <laughs> Which is a long time, maybe six months.
0: And she's like, hey, will you... I'm going to really give you an honor here. I'm like, oh. I to set up <laughs> tall in my seat. She's like, this is going to be a big deal. and Huge. I, I think you can handle it. So I, I'm po- poking my chest out a little bit. I want to accept this honor. Like I feel like I'm about to be knighted.
1: Or like the Reverend to marry us.
0: And then she goes, I need you to introduces when we walk in the room at the reception.
1: And I was like, a seven-year-old can do that. No, you were know the first person to introduce us as Mr. and Mrs. Brown. A, and like, it's a big deal. You walk in and everyone's like, Woo.
3: Hey. <laughs> what an honor, dude. What an honor.
1: All right, what else? Well, Dirk Smitley is working on some new music, so that's awesome. He put a post up on social media. He said, back in the studio with the band, working on some new tunes. Album number 10, here we go. So, and he's definitely looking super scruffy with a beard. Have you talked to him recently?
0: Yes. Well, only in that I hit him up. I was like, hey, I need your address. Like, wherever you're, because he's back and forth to Colorado and Nashville. I was like, I need your address for a wedding invitation. Um, But just briefly, I talked to him here. I guess I saw him at the Opry once, but he's got to cut his hair soon. I love him. But that, he. Oh, I think it looks good. You do? Oh, Yeah. Uh, you got, maybe you dislike like hair, Eddie. Because <laughs> I don't have any. I, yeah, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, You meant it. I, I think, though, it's it's almost time for that haircut. I think haircut's all around. <laughs> Once we get out of COVID by May, if you don't have a haircut by June, you know, you get COVID again. <laughs> Is
2: that it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm Amy. That's my pile.
2: That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something
6: good.
1: So shout out to the owners of Crema Bakery in Austin, Texas, because they are helping those affected by the winter storms. Now, even food at their bakery was totally lost because they didn't have power for days. But they looked at the community and those around them and they're like, man, we still are, are better off than a lot of other people. So they took money out of their own pocket, thousands of dollars, went to the store, then set up outside their shop and invited anybody. If you need groceries, come on by. They think about 400 people have come by to pick up fresh produce, eggs, chicken, hot soup, and other food to take home. So they just said, you know, our job is to help feed people and then hopefully eventually get their shop back up and running.
0: Well, there you go. That's what it's all about. Um, That was Tell Me Something Good. Before we came on the air, Amy looks at us and goes, this one is going to be tough.
1: It is. It's just it is what it is. Okay.
0: Let's get to the investigative corny where our goal is to figure out the corny joke. Ready? Ready. Let's go.
1: The Morning Corny. What did the DJ name his son?
0: What did the DJ name his son? 90 seconds starts now.
2: Spin. Scratch. Record. Scratch and spin. Spin hip, and scratch. Hip-hop. Fricka fricka. <laughs> fricka, hip fricka, fricka, fricka. Fricka, 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 fricka. DJ. Turntable. Turn. DJ Tanner. Club. What's the joke again? Audio.
1: What did the DJ name his son?
2: Okay, what are famous DJs? Dead Mouse. <laughs> no, I Dead be- Mouse Junior. <laughs> oh my gosh, Calvin Harris. What did the DJ name his son? Needle. Hipson. Why?
3: Hips- hip-hop and son.
2: Hipson. That's all <laughs> I got. Makes no sense. Oh boy. <laughs> it's better than what you've come up with. I've come up. Yeah, right. We've got nothing. What, what if it's it- like? What a DJ scratch. Uh, scratch record what? Scratch. scratch. What
1: happens when they scratch it? Yeah, that's all, that was my fricka fricka
0: fricka fricka. Like scratch, mm-hmm. scratch. Is there a name
1: fricka
2: fricka scratch? Scratch scratch, <laughs> scratch fricka. Thirty seconds. It's got to be something like that. Like scratch. Like <laughs> wick,
0: wick. record scratch. Oh, his name's wicka wicka. That's it. Yeah, we've tried that one that's <laughs> it. like three times. Do you What's
2: think a- the joke is wicka wicka?
0: Yep. It's know. gotta be that noise though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but I don't know what you call that noise. Hmm.
2: I don't think we have an answer. Oh. No. But we gotta come up with something bud. Well, that was my first instinct when this thing started was a fricka fricka. Right. Alright.
0: Oh, that's we missed it. The joke, oh. I guess. Oh. We're gonna go with what we started with, Fricka Fricka. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's gotta be something he's doing up there. Fricka Fricka. <laughs> <Fricca, laughs> <laughs> Alright, hit it right
1: <laughs> The
0: Morning Corny
1: What did the DJ name his son?
0: Fricka, fricka What did the DJ name his son? Eric What? <laughs> what? No Eric Oh, Eric Oh, we would never have gotten that Eric Oh, Eric. boy Eric? Okay, Eric? listen Eric I was on that I just, yeah. I just wouldn't have got the Eric Ever In We're a million close. years We're close Eric <laughs> that sounds like home improvement. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I'm doing my best. eric. Er, 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 Did impression. you have a backup
0: one of those? Or is that the only one you came with today?
1: No, I have another one. What was it? You don't like it?
0: I, we just never would have got we that We wouldn't have got one. it. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. Eric, I,
1: er, you were close. When you were doing the fricka, fricka, I thought, oh my gosh. And then the wukka, wukka. But I
0: never would have made that noise as eric? Eric, eric, eric. Urker. It's all how you hear now
1: things. I, now I sound like a seal. Okay, I got another one. If you want it, you
0: guys want to do ninety more <laughs> seconds? Yes. yes, I would love that. Right, right, right.
1: right. yeah,
0: The
3: morning corny.
1: What do you call an alligator attorney?
0: What do you call an alligator attorney? Go. An Croc of law <laughs> An alligator, alligator attorney. attorney. Law. law. Mm. Lawyer. So jawyer. Bite. An alligator. Swamp. Attorney. And now, what, do swamp? what do you call an alligator?
2: A attorney. What
1: do you call an alligator attorney? Gator.
2: attorney. Gator. 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 Alligator Attorney. Alley
1: Alligator attorney.
2: Gator. Owl-law. Gator.
0: How much time's on the clock? Gate, g- Lit- gate. Litigate. Litigator. 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 Got
2: it. Boom. Yeah, that's all you dude. Litigator? litigator? Of course. Do we feel like that's it? Absolutely. That's He's it. a litigator. Eric? <laughs> Eric.
0: Okay. Eric. We're going to go with
2: litiga- litigator. That's pretty good.
0: That's it, 100%. Litigator. Okay.
1: The
2: morning corny.
1: What did the DJ name his son? Oh wait. <laughs>
2: no,
0: we're not with
8: there Past.
2: That one, <laughs> we win that one. Oh boy. Oh,
1: boy. <laughs> we just did that. Um, what do you call an alligator attorney?
2: We're gonna go with litigator.
1: You say you ask it back to me. We do this every time. Uh, what yeah. do you call an alligator attorney? What
0: do you call an alligator attorney?
1: A litigator.
0: Nice. Very good. Very good. Good. That's a good one. <laughs> Where do, do we even yell nah, it? We do it. Monotone and just like halfway. Okay, okay, Go right?
2: And clear eyes, full hearts. Yeah. And <laughs> Except
1: for sometimes you can.
2: <laughs> All right, nice job, guys. Earlier in the show,
0: Scuba Steve was telling us that he was wandering around in Florida. He was in Key West, right? Yeah, Key West. <laughs> and there's a bald guy who'd been drinking a little bit. And was singing songs that sounded somewhat like Kenny Chesney, but not totally.
4: Yes, yeah, and I think it could have been the alcohol that I was drinking, or he may have been drinking, too. And you're saying that it was Kenny Chesney, and he was singing his own song at the bar. Yes, I, I, I'm very positive it is him. Was he up there by himself? Uh, I was up there with him, and they had some a band playing. And he was singing his own song. <laughs> his own song, yeah. And I was thinking about it over the last uh, couple breaks. I believe it was Living in Fast Forward was the song. Okay.
6: Fast
0: forward. My only argument against it was, and I'm not diehard that it wasn't Kenny. I feel like it wasn't, maybe, because Kenny's a really good singer, and if it were Kenny hopping up on stage, I don't think he would sing his own song. I think he'd sing us I don't know. What, what did you bring to the
4: table here? So I went and did some digging myself. I have some evidence here. I found probably maybe 20-plus videos on YouTube of Kenny at Sloppy Joe's, that particular location, singing live on the stage. The first one I have for you is 2008, Kenny singing Beer in Mexico. <laughs> Is this like a whole concert, though? It sounds like there are a bunch of people there. Well, people are Sloppy Joe is a very popular bar in Key West, and so it's constantly packed I mean, top to bottom when they open they close. Was it packed when you were there? Yeah, it was packed, yeah. It was oh. a lot of people there.
0: Okay, so there's Kenny singing "Bear Mexico. What else you got? So
4: 2009, he did a cover of Leonard Skinner's Give Me Three Steps with Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Friends. Shocked and ex- oh my God! It's Kenny Chesney. Now, there he is. This I would believe. Sure. Because he's doing a Skynyrd song. Th- okay. Give me, give me one more. Uh, in 2009, that same year, I'm not sure what he was singing, but Peyton Manning was on stage with him, the football player. Okay.
6: Uh,
4: Johnny Cash. Yeah. Makes sense. But again, okay, that's what I would expect Kenny Chesney to be singing. But uh, there was, there's more videos of him singing his own songs. Like I have 2017, "Sippin' for a Rainy Day." <laughs> It's a mixture.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, I'm going to go with I have. I feel corrected, and it probably was Kenny Chesney. Yes! Drunk, singing his own song at <laughs> Sloppy
4: Joe's. <laughs> thank you very much for validating that. Good job going to find that. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Did you think it was cool, or did you know who Kenny Chesney even was then? No, I knew who he was, because when I was living in Florida, I liked country music. Um, it was one of the, the kind of things I was into at that time, so I knew who Kenny was. For I would say put it in perspective how Ray likes Sam Hunt I'm into Kenny Chesney in a very similar way like he'd be the only guest I'd be nervous to have in studio oh
0: you like Kenny Chesney that much? oh
4: I love Kenny Chesney
0: dang it all started with a drunk song at Sloppy Joe's <laughs> yes
4: <laughs> Go. on the Bobby Bones show now
0: Dr. Oz your hero and mine he's just walking around saving people they're dropping like flies but he's right there he's Dr. Oz everybody
6: Woo-hoo.
8: well you're very kind Bobby I tell you I wish it was just me I, They had a great uh, shout out. I want to give to these folks at Newark, the Port Authority police. These, these young men had never done CPR on a person who actually had collapsed before and they stepped up and they mattered. That's the message for everyone who's listening right now. You can all save lives.
0: So you're getting off an airplane. You're down in the baggage terminal. What do you see? What do you remember? Uh,
8: my daughter, who was uh, a couple feet behind me, yelled, daddy, daddy. And as a dad, just, you know, when, you're, when your child's alarmed, it matters. So I turned around to see what had happened to her. And I realized it wasn't her. But this man had face planted, collapsing right in front of her. I uh, immediately tried to feel for a pulse. There was no evidence that his heart was beating. So, in fact, he'd actually died before he collapsed, which is what sudden death is about. 300,000 people in this country have that a year. Uh, I flipped him on his back. He was a big, burly guy. it so took a little effort. But when I got him on his back, he looked like he was an eggplant, that color, purple, just dark. And uh, at that point, you don't have a choice. So I opened, ripped his shirt, started doing chest compressions. There was a scar on his chest. He'd had prior bypass surgery, which is what I do for a living—heart surgery. So he obviously had a heart condition before this all started. As I was doing chest compressions, um, the, doctor, the officer Croissant—that's his name—walked um, over and said, "Can I help?" He'd been there. I just hadn't seen him, and he—you know—he'd never actually done CPR, but he wanted to help, and he knew what to do. He'd practiced, so he took over the chest. I needed to get to his airway because there was foam coming out of his mouth, which is what happens when your heart stops beating. The blood locks up in your lungs and you begin to, to have material coming out of your mouth. That's horribly dangerous because it blocks the ability to, to breathe. So as I was opening his airway and getting his tongue out and yeah, putting action into his body, another officer uh, had run back with a, uh, defibrillator. That's the defibrillators are those things you see in the glass boxes and you walk in any airport, but they're all over there. In your building there, you probably have one. Um, and you, most people just never notice them, but they are incredibly important because if you rip them out of the box and put the two patches on your chest, the machine will tell you what to do. So this machine confirmed that I was right, that a heart was not beating. It told us to clear because it was going to shock. And then it did just that. It shocked them. It jerked up in the air, in the air like we do of like a movie scene was being shot, it's exactly what it would look like. The difference is, in real life, usually the heart doesn't come back that often. The survival rate's about one in five. This man, and it was a miracle, his heart bounced right back. It started beating, he started to pink up. As I pushed more oxygen into him, he changed from that purple color to a normal healthy color. And by the time the EMS guys had gotten there, I don't know, 10 minutes later, he was starting to come around. He knew he was in the airport, and I just, just talked to his wife. Uh, texted and uh, he's doing very well. He's in an ICU, but doing very well. It's, it's stunning. And Bobby, I know you speak about spirituality issues a lot when you're in a crowded terminal and there's absolute silence and you just feel the soul sucking experience of death. And you can change that. I mean, it makes you want to go out and learn CPR right now.
0: Whenever this happens in front of you, and you're you know it's you or nothing at this point, do you start to get nervous and tight, or have you've been doing this on such a high level for so long, you're just like, all right, another another day. Like I'm focused, I know what to do. Let's see what we can make happen.
8: You know, medicine's a calling. I think everyone in our field realizes that uh, that there are obligations and opportunities. Often it's expressed because you look in someone's eyes and you have a connection, and you can help each other. Sometimes it's an urgent event. I'm a surgeon, so I'm I'm used to Dealing with urgent issues, that stated, there's always a, there's always butterflies. Not because you're nervous about doing something, but you don't know if it's going to matter, and you never will unless you do everything you can. It's sort of like life, and so when you do your best, and you know, hop, hopefully it works out. You just feel that that feeling, that uh, that sentiment, that it was all everything you've done was worthwhile, and that's why you work so hard at what you do. The reason you study those pharmacology textbooks so perfectly is because. You don't know if getting that one extra question right is gonna make a difference between someone surviving. In the case of Joe on Monday night, because those officers studied their CPR when they were given the class, even though they never thought they'd ever use it and never had used it, it saved his life.
0: Dr. Oz is on with us right now. Uh, Just a couple other mentions here. In 2013, you helped a guy who had collapsed uh, running a marathon in Salt Lake City, Utah. Were you in a cape? I think I was looking, or was that in Ohio where you saved What what was the, the thing where you were in a cape helping somebody out?
8: I was in Utah. I was wearing a costume. It was a fundraiser. And as part of the fundraiser, I was just joking that I was Superman. Everyone else could put capes on and we could run money and raise, uh, run the race and raise money for this philanthropy. And it just so happened I had my cape on when the guy collapsed. And he literally came across the finish line and just twisted and and fell. He's actually from Ohio. So he's running an altitude. So he didn't understand what impact that had. Uh, we were able to save him too, by the way, and, I, and I've stayed in touch with him. But that was not planned.
0: <laughs> you, you want another one? There was a guy uh, back in 2013.
8: He was hit by a cab in New York City. Is that right, Dr. Oz? And you were there. This is a wonderful woman. Uh, her name is Sean. Uh, she's from Britain, a tourist, and she's a dancer. And this, you know, this cabbie ran off the road by accident, crushed her legs, and she it actually amputated her leg. So when I got to her, uh, she was dying because her uh, she had lost her leg. And I'll tell you, the real hero there, everyone always applauds my role, which is basically just to encourage the plumber who had gotten there before me, who had taken his belt off, and he did what a plumber usually does. He'd s- squeezed off her leg so she wouldn't bleed. And I just gave him comfort that he'd done the right thing. We made sure the belt was the right pressure, put, uh, compressed the wound, and got her into an ambulance. And she's been uh, in constant contact, just got married, I actually went to England to help get her a prosthesis for her leg. But, you know, Bob, you bring her up. She changed my life as much as I may have impacted hers. Because when I saw the resilience of a a woman who was 18 years of age, with her whole life in front of her, coming for the first time as a tourist to, to New York, oh. continue to live with that same upbeat attitude and not let this take her in a dark place, it gives all of us confidence that we can make the most out of whatever we're given, and it'll work. <laughs> We, we heard a couple of days ago that everybody
0: should have it by the end of May. How do we feel about everything opening up? What
8: What is your feeling on this? My, my birthday is June 11th. Um, I erroneously predicted last year that we'd be okay by then, but this year I think I'm right. Uh, but if we get uh, 60, 70% of the population, vaccinated by May, which I think we can do if people, uh, you know, ask the right questions and you know get curious about this vaccine and uh, and we can actually increase the supply. We have major U.S. companies now partnering up, you know, v- vicious rivals working together to make more vaccines faster than ever imaginable. We'll have enough for everybody, which means that we can now even out the playing field. Everyone will be equally safe because these vaccines really work well. Bobby, the chance of dying in any of the three vaccines is almost zero. Now, I'm thinking about t- dying from the actual COVID vaccine bi- virus, not from the vaccine itself, which is, of course, pretty, you know, remarkably safe. So these are these are really good numbers for us to start with. We just get the needles in people's arms.
0: Our producer, Eddie, has been on this diet. It, it, Matthew McConaughey did it to be a character on Dallas Buyers Club, where he had to play a character where he was sick with, I believe he was suffering from HIV or had AIDS. Yeah, that's at the a character. Time. But he's just been eating two cups of vegetables five ounces of fish twice and two eggs. And he's lost 20 pounds. Would you tell him how bad this diet is?
8: (laughs) (laughs) Well, as long as you're nutritionally intact, and that's not a bad place to start it's reasonable. I would not go on a diet that was less than 1200 calories a day for any prolonged period without a doctor being involved. But if, you know, patients need it, we will put them on lower calorie diets. Matthew McConaughey, who I've had on the show recently, by the way, uh, is a incredibly spirited soul and, you know, can can really focus in on losing weight like you needed to for that movie. But in general, most of us, the mere mortals in the group just want to be on the same darn program for our entire lives and keeping a calorie that's more than twelve hundred calories, but less than two thousand will get you there almost always.
0: When I ask you about the show that's airing today, March 4th, you guys are talking about uh, Jerry Harris from Cheer, who was arrested. What are you guys getting into on this show?
8: You know, I'm fascinated by by why people mess their lives up. I mean, what is it that compels people who reach remarkable heights to make horrible mistakes? Now, he's not convicted yet. These are all allegations. But uh, I have people on the show uh, who dealt with him directly. Uh, there were two 13-year-old twins that he was sending texts to. I, I'm going to share what I can uh, on the program of these images just because it's pretty graphic. But you realize that, uh, that this, this young man, Harris, has a problem. And is a problem he was able to cope with. Uh, I don't know if there are other issues in his past that uh, created additional issues for him, but uh, it, it needs to be addressed. And the, the bigger story here is young athletes in, in gym gymnastics or cheerleading are subject to horrible abuses repeatedly. And the bodies that are supposed to protect them, the organizations that are supposed to be looking out for them don't seem to have focused in on how much of a risky situation they're in. It's destroyed USA gymnastics. It's hurting the cheerleading field. And I'm sure similar sc- Cases of, of abuse exist in other child sports.
0: And then on Friday's show, which is inter- interesting to me, you guys are talking about you know, uh, curbing COVID. Are, are the Do most doctors that you know and talk to, are they like, we fully believe in the vaccine. I fully believe in the vaccine, but you still hear murmurs from all these different directions. But
8: are most of the smart guys, you guys that have studied this, you guys are in, right? I think we're in, wired in, uh, do our homework, studied hard. Uh, I bet 95% of doctors, are strongly supportive of vaccines for a bunch of reasons, including the fact that they seem to be really safe. We don't have five-year data, so I'm not going to disrespect people who make very reasonable arguments about why there are still concerns out there. But when we have the real real risk of not just dying of COVID, but getting long hauler syndrome, one-third of people who have COVID seem to have problems that go on more than just a couple days that they got a fever. Why would you want to go through that? The vaccines work better than we would ever expect. it. It is a silver lining around the horrible black cloud of COVID—that we have demonstrated that done well, scientists can achieve r- remarkable uh, advances. So let's take advantage of it. Let's save some lives. All
0: right, there he is, Dr. Oz. Got a couple great shows today, tomorrow. You guys check those out. Always with the wonderful advice, and always saving people's lives. He's yeah. our hero. Whoa. He's our hero, Dr. Oz. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> thanks, Bobby. Great to talk <laughs> to <laughs> you, Dr. Oz. See you soon. Stay safe. On. It's time for the good news with producer Eddie. Tell me something good.
2: I told you guys a a couple weeks ago about the University of Cincinnati and Xavier doing some crosstown tip-off where they were trying to see who can tip waitresses and waiters as much as they can, and they raise a lot of money for these people. Well, apparently this is spread down to Florida because just recently there was a place in Florida called Kirby's Sports Grill, and a waitress got a tip for $1,300 on a $29 bill. And she's like, what? And she looks at it a little more and says, hey— Crosstown tip off Go Xavier And so they're like Oh my gosh This has come to Florida now Someone else caught wind of that Then someone else Left another tip And it said $1,500 On a $71 bill And (laughs) said Go University of Cincinnati Wow So they're hoping This just goes national And I'm sure all servers All over the country Are like yes Bring it on We're
0: like Anybody a Xavier fan in here (laughs) They get on the mic Do we have any Xavier fans In the building You know if you were As someone who used to Wait tables I just think If I were to look down And see a $1,300 tip I think it was a, a mess up Like, it was supposed to be $13 as a tip and 63 cents or something.
2: Would you ask about it or would you just Of course I would. Oh, man.
0: Once, we were driving through a pizza place. It was pandemic. We were shooting in Arkansas. This is just reminding me of that. And we go through and we order a pizza. There was really nobody at the pizza place. It was a a Mazio's pizza. And so the pizza was like 20 bucks, And I tipped them really well. Like, probably like 300%, right? Because I was like, they're in there working hard. I have the extra money to, to tip, so let me tip them. So I wrote it down. They called me, and they said, hey, you messed up on your your receipt. And I was like, what do you mean? They said, did you mean to tip this? I said, I did. And they were like, okay, we just wanted to make sure. That's what I would do. Oh, yeah. But you're like, would you ask them? Yeah, because I wouldn't want to put it through, then have them come and take it away. Yeah, that'd be bad. You know, it's like when work is like given, I, it was like the Lunchbox or Amy too much money on a check once and they came back and got it? I came back and got it. (laughs) That was lunchbox. But but you end up spending it on something that you, Uh, and then they come back and get it, and you're just out that money. (laughs) So that's that's great. I love that. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Hey, guys. Thanks for hanging out. On the phone in California right now is Linda. Let's talk to Linda. Hi, Linda. How are you?
7: I'm good. How are you? Morning, studio. Morning.
0: Morning. Doing good. What's going on with you?
7: Well, I was calling because I needed some advice.
0: Okay.
7: Um, I'm a delivery shopper for Instacart, and I wanted to know if it's appropriate to approach a customer um, that is known for taking her tip
0: away. Wait, what? Taking her tip away? What does that mean?
7: So, with Instacart, you can pre-tip either a cent amount or a percentage of the shop and we deliver and we can't see what the tip is until 30 minutes after delivery. And the customer typically puts in a decent tip and then lowers it significantly every time after the order has been delivered.
0: Okay,
8: here we go. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver.
0: I have a couple questions first. Can you deny if you see that this person is asking you to get food? Can you go, nope, not for me?
7: Nope. With Instacart, we only see where the location is. Um, like a house in a city, it doesn't give us an address or a name,
0: but a little bit, can you tell? And you're like, great. It's Shonda.
7: Um, not typically we, it could be a small town and it's just a house picture. It doesn't even have like a house. It's like a little monopoly piece on a map.
0: What's frustrating is this is your time that you have to make your money, right? This is your job. Um, And so what I would probably do is when you're dropping it off, because we order food sometimes, like Instacart, and they just set it out in front of the house. We don't see them sometimes. We'll order food when we're not home sometimes. We'll say, leave it here in front of the house, and they will. Is she often there when you drop off the food, or do you just leave it there?
7: Um, It depends on if she's ordering alcohol or not. Sometimes I don't see her, and sometimes I do because I need an ID.
0: I wonder if you could just say, hey, I think there's an issue on the app. It says at first you're leaving a, a, a pretty good tip, but by the time I'm out of here, it's like, like you're confused, right? Because then you're not confronting her. If you confront her, it's not going to be pretty. But if you go, hey, I, I think there's a problem. Are you having the same issue? Because it says you're leaving me a tip. I just want to make sure that this is not messing up for both of us. And then by the time I get home, the tip is gone. Do you know why that is? I think if you present it in that way, it's not going to be extremely awkward, and you coming from a confused place is going to disarm her a little bit. Because if you go on going, hey, what my <laughs> freaking money? I think that's probably bad news. Um, I now would even do that more than leave a note on the food. Because you could do that. You could leave a note on the thing. Hey, I think there's a problem. But I would just see her and go, hey, I think there's something wrong on my phone because it always has a tip up here. And I just want to make sure that it's working for both of us. That's what I would say. Amy, what do you want to say?
1: Yeah, I think that you could, well, I don't know, Bobby, if you think this flows with that from a customer service standpoint, that like you're wondering too, like, hey, just want to make sure that I'm doing a good job because I see a tip is this amount and then just want to see if there's anything I can do better because the tip seems to go down. So am I am I doing something wrong because I'm trying to do my best every time? Because that's probably what she's doing in my mind. She's probably like, I'm going to act like I'm leaving a big tip so that they'll take care of my order real good and then I'm going to not really give them that
0: tip. Yeah, no, I think that's what she thinks too, yeah. the caller. Yeah. I mean, I think she they're, they're putting it up front and then just jerking it out. Mm-hmm. Like it motivates you to do it, then you don't get it. Right. I, I think as long as you go in fake questioning it, either Amy's way or my way, I think that's probably better for all the parties involved. And then if it doesn't work that way, uh, then I think you get the crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> no.
2: And no. I, no? I don't know
1: why I just said yeah to that. And yeah, then, like, totally. Yeah, I, at first <laughs> yeah. I was that's like, Great like, point, yeah. Bobby. <laughs> and then I'm like, no. You uh, can't do that. Linda,
0: we would advise collectively for you to play dumb a little bit. And, and go,
1: face-to-face.
0: Yeah, and be like, hey, I, it's, I don't know what the problem is. Either it's the app, or you can try Amy's way. Be like, hey, can I do something better? Because I notice you're pulling some of the tip away. In that way, it lets her kind of answer for her actions instead of feeling confronted for her actions.
7: Okay, that works.
0: Let us know how this goes because I'm irritated for you right now. (laughs) Thank
7: you so much for your help. I really appreciate it.
0: All right. Bye, Linda.
7: Oh, can I ask one more thing? Go for it. How are you feeling today, Bobby?
0: I feel good. Oh, I feel so good. Ah, Uh. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Good job. All right. Bye, Linda. Bye. All right. Let's do the news. Bobby's Big Story. It was all good until it wasn't yesterday, but SpaceX is getting closer to successfully landing its Starship spacecraft. The space company completed a high-altitude test of the rocket and landed it back on the launch pad in Texas. As soon after it exploded. Meanwhile, SpaceX had a very successful Falcon 9 rocket launch this morning. It's been held off since Sunday due to weather. I'm gonna play a clip of Starship 10's Mission Control cheering its landing right before it exploded.
3: Third time's a charm as the saying goes. We've had a successful soft touchdown on the landing pad that's capping a beautiful test flight of
0: Starship 10.
3: Standing.
4: What just
0: happened? She gone. Too much sauce, bro. It's gone. You know, I'd what? expect them to react a little differently than too <laughs> wow, much man. sauce, bro. Well, there's nobody in it, right? But Lunchbox is scared that we're going to send him up in space, and that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's exactly what I said to you guys, is it's going to blow up. Not in, the same kind of ship at all. Uh, uh, did they land it, and it, did it blow up? That's like a car that has three wheels and a broken windshield. Oh, we knew it was going to get in a wreck, versus a car that drives safely and uh, has been through a lot.
3: Man, I'm telling you what. I saw that, and I was like, this is why I'm not going to space. And you guys said, oh, they only blow
0: up once every, like, 40 years. Different spaceship. Uh, Hey Scuba, what's the deal so far? Do we have someone that can come on and tell us if Lunchbox won the drawing or not? Yeah, we're working on that for next week Friday. Do we think there's a shot for him to get in, or for someone to come on the show? For someone to come on the show to tell us if he's going to space or not?
4: Oh yeah, I think if they won't come on, I can at least get information to relay to you. Mm Mm-hmm. But don't tell him. Yeah, I won't tell him. No, no, I want you to know first. Well, no, I
0: just want it to be known on the air first. Don't tell anybody else but me. Okay, all right, cool. I want to hold the key to the magic box. Yeah. Did you see that
3: yesterday and think, oh, Lunchbox is gonna die?
0: Good, but Lunchbox to ask you a question.
3: Oh,
4: asking me?
0: Yeah. Um, uh, again, I think it's
4: very rare. It's like one in a million chances. <laughs> oh, yeah, but one in a but million. This, it's not the
0: same th- ship. It's not the same it's thing different. at all.
4: Correct. It's totally different. It's a different kind of vessel and everything. And plus, this is like they're getting it out of the way. So now the next one will be successful, which is your trip.
0: Yeah, they'll use less sauce.
4: Yeah, less yeah. sauce. Yeah, bro. <laughs> 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 all right, more news.
0: Bobby's other Big. story. A Kansas woman bought her first lottery ticket just days after her 18th birthday, won $25,000 in the jackpot. (laughs) Sloan Stanley, 18, told Kansas lottery officials she was at the Country Harvest Apple Market in Meriden four days after her birthday I was like, I'm 18 now. Let me get a $5 scratcher. Bada bing, bada boom, $25,000 richer. I hate her. You don't hate (laughs) her. her. You don't even know her. (laughs) <laughs> 53-year-old Mary Ann Lannan has lived with her cousin in Clearwater, Florida for the last five years. And earlier this week, she lost it when her cousin wouldn't stop blasting the same song over and over again on a loop. It happened 12:15 in the morning on Tuesday, and the song she freaked out over was La Freak from Chick. She shoved her 64-year-old cousin into a tiki bar. That bar collapsed. Her cousin fell through it, landed face first on a speaker, ended up with a black eye, <laughs>
1: What a so mess. She,
0: oh my. Cops arrested Marianne for domestic battery. She's not allowed to have any contact with the cousin for now.
2: Turn it up. I'm picturing all this stuff go down when this song's still going. Like, ah, all the mess, oh, things are breaking. Know. Who wants to hear this over and over, though? Hold on, let me see if I do. I might, but. Yeah, I can do a couple. Yeah. Good. Yeah.
0: Turn it up, everybody. Freak out. No, oh, not yet. <laughs> Alright, the God of Chaos asteroid to pass by Earth tomorrow. What? This sounds terrible. The asteroid God of Chaos will fly past Earth tomorrow night around 8, 15 p.m. Eastern. You can watch with a telescope or live feed. This is from Fox News. The asteroid's next trip is due April 2029. They basically call it God of Chaos, so we click on it to go. Is this going to kill us? <laughs> yeah. You all know that's probably how
2: Earth's going to end, right? An asteroid? Yeah, we can't stop it. If one decides that we're in its path, there's nothing we can do about it. You mean we can't find oil drillers and get on it and then kind of blow it up before it hits Earth? I saw that documentary, yeah. Armageddon. <laughs> yeah. It's good, yeah.
0: If one big enough is coming, there's nothing we can do. And luckily, one hasn't come. Will it in our lifetime? Probably not. But I say that. It's probably not. I've seen some but... weird stuff in 2020. Yeah, that's true. But if you hear about the god of chaos, it is not going to hit us. It's going to travel a few, few million light years away. All right, there you go. Thank you very much. That's the news. Bobby's Big Story. Amy's known for going to the grocery store and running into country music superstars at the store. It happens. You've seen Kip Moore, uh, Brett, Brett Eldridge,
1: Eldridge, Dirk Sventley, Reba. Reba. I,
0: I don't know how you get tickets into this grocery store. Me It's just normal. Who needs store? music festivals or live music? Just <laughs> go to Amy's grocery store. It's crazy. So you're shopping. Who do you see? Jake Owen. Okay.
1: And I'm like, oh, cool. Jake, what up? But he's across the store, and I, I we make eye contact and masks are on, but we know Jake well enough to where I would recognize him with a mask and he would recognize me with a mask. I'm confident in that. So I'm waving, like, do even smiling with my eyes, like, hey. And then He starts to approach me and I'm like, well, this is awkward. I didn't mean to interrupt. I don't want to make an artist feel awkward out in public and I don't want to interrupt their shopping. And I was like, shoot, I shouldn't have interrupted him.
0: Well, also for him, it's got to be weird going, well, do I need to go say hi? Because if she waved and I don't say hi, next time I see them, are they going to give me a hard time? Right. right. Like- Which I
1: will say with all the other artists that we've mentioned, like you see them out in public. I have we ha- it has been an encounter where it made sense to talk and it's quick and you say hi. And they've always been extremely kind. Reba, however, I didn't wave to because I don't know her well enough, <laughs> but I still know it was for sure her. And then Jake starts to come over towards me and I'm like, OK, so and then he looks at me and says, hey, oh, do do I know you? And I'm like, Jake but then when I hear the guy talk I'm like oh my god this is not Jacob what <laughs> it's not Jacob. stop it yeah 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 so then I so then I think honestly I left out this part because I didn't want to come across the wrong way when I was just telling you Bobby but I'm just going to go ahead and say it here I think that the guy thinks that like I was like hitting on him kinda it just seemed awkward because then it was lingering and then he was like it's just so hard to tell with masks you know and then kept what did you the, say to
0: him though when he goes I hey do said, I know you I
1: was just like Oh well, wrong person. Sorry, I thought you were somebody else. And but the linger was there, and he was already—he walked all the way from the other side of the store. <laughs> I, I just felt so awkward. So yeah, it wasn't Jake Owen, and maybe the <clears throat> guy thought I was waving at him.
0: It's Show a, me the wave that you did toward. Him. I want to see how aggressive the wave was. Come on, <laughs> was it's just wave was, like you'd wave at Jake. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's a seven on the aggressive scale. <laughs> like it's arm and hand up and a flop. Yeah, you know, like, it's like I reaching out, like help.
1: No, <laughs> like, it wasn't like come here, come here. But it, it, it was, it was a wave, yeah, like hey. Wave. And the, <laughs> even the smile with my eyes, I think that that's where it got me with the guy, where maybe he thought I was hitting on him, but it, it wasn't Jay Owen. <laughs> Problem
0: solved. <laughs> See, lol, right? right? I love that, yeah. lol. Hey, on tomorrow's show, Eddie will try the wine challenge. He claims he has a sophisticated palate. Here's the thing about my friend Eddie. Ain't nothing
2: sophisticated about him. Nah, nothing. Except that I started drinking wine about a year and a half ago, and I think I'm able to distinguish the difference. A year and a half? Yeah, about.
1: And how often do you drink expensive wine?
2: Oh, never. One time. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, right. This is a really
0: unsophisticated group as a whole, and when one of us starts to go, I think I'm sophisticated. We we call him on that. So tomorrow morning on the show, Eddie will try four wines. Three will be extremely cheap.
2: One will be really expensive. Mm.
0: We'll see if you can name it, and if you don't, there is punishment.
2: (laughs) Yes, I'm aware. This is going to be great. But
0: if you do, you get the free, expensive wine. And
2: that's really why I'm doing it.
0: A news reporter in San Diego was live on camera earlier this week talking about how Comic-Con had been canceled. That's where it is? Massive every year there. And a police shootout broke out behind him as he was reporting. Fortunately, no one was injured. The cops arrested the shooter. Here's the audio. You'll hear the gunshots. You know what? This guy just keeps on going with the news story.
2: great. Citing the ongoing ongoing pandemic as the reason for the cancellation. This is a big, big loss. Uh, Every year during the Comic-Con, there's uh, something going on here in the distance. I think we have an officer involved shooting. Um, Excuse me, let's see if we can come back out live. There's a shooting going on right now between an officer and a car that he had just pulled over. Forgive us for getting out of the story that we're covering. We don't know a lot about what's going on right now or how much we want to cover it. We saw this officer pull over the car about two minutes before our live hit. We are a safe distance away and we're going to kind of stay back. We did see an officer backpedaling as he fired off a couple of shots and retreated. We can see him standing about 80 feet behind his patrol car right now, and we don't know where the suspect might be. So, Phil, we are gonna send it back to you so we can get a safe distance oh. away. He just
0: keeps going, what wow. a pro. Yeah, wow. This is like, alright, so Pokemon won't be here on Thursday. <laughs> There's a shootout! <laughs>
2: but here's the thing, though, he apologizes for not talking about Comic-Con anymore. Like, we're, we're good, you don't have to apologize. This is great. He's like, we're gonna
0: slowly scoot back. Had it been me, I'd have been diving. Hey, get this, Chuck. And I'd have run it down a roll and got behind a car, and I'd been like, alright, here we are, we're on the scene. You know I'd have been chasing it, Emmy. Mm -hmm. For sure. Crazy, And that's like, he's like, I think we're safe enough distance. Nope. Oh, you're not. Those (laughs) shots seem a little too close for me. Da-da-da-da-da. Crazy. Crazy. We've been talking about age gaps, a little bit of marriages, or just in relationships in general. Here's one. Catherine McPhee, 36 years old, opens up about how she and David Foster, 71, combat negativity about their age gap. Which, by the way, they just had a kid. She just had a baby. Yeah. So he's 71, she's 36, and her whole thing is, look, people look at us and they label us without spending any time getting to know us, which is basically how social media works now. Heck, it's what we click headlines for. Sometimes we don't even click it; we just read the headline and have, an, have a thought, oh, or an for opinion. Sure. But she's like, that's basically what it is. She said the perception of what people try to create, especially with women, is that it's always the woman's fault. It's the woman who wants to be with the older man because he has money, he has success, he wants. She wants this. She wants that. Our stories have been the complete opposite. 36 and 71, it, that's, that's it's, it's a lot.
1: So I follow David Foster's daughters on mm-hmm. Instagram, which I'm pretty sure are older than Catherine. It's yes. kind, and they have really great personalities. They're so funny. And I love when they post about Catherine. They're like, hey, mom. <laughs> I just, I mean, it's just funny because she's younger than them. But they, I, as a daughter, that probably was really hard at first. But they seem like a cool family.
0: As weird as it seems to us from the outside, in reality, it's none of our business.
1: Right. And Catherine McPhee's always liked older men. I remember even before this, David Foster, she was dating some older guy that wasn't even as old as David.
0: Yeah, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> no.
1: no, but I mean, that's Hello, some Catherine. people, that's their thing.
0: <laughs> Hello, kitty cat. <laughs>
1: Who knows why?
0: Today will be, yeah. Uh, that's a odd looking relationship. But again, it ain't our business. Unless you got something nice to say, don't say anything about it. That's how I feel. And if I do, I use a fake troll account. I don't use my own. Yeah, duh. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't don't have a single troll account. You promise? Oh, yeah, I don't. But I know people that do. I know people that have been trolling me that I know personally. Never had a good relationship with them. But they've created fake troll accounts to troll me.
1: How do you know it's them?
0: Because word gets around. Mm. You tell one person a secret, eventually everybody's going to know the secret. Didn't Kevin Durant do that too? Yeah, he got in trouble. He was on burner accounts. (laughs) The problem is sometimes you accidentally post from the wrong account. That's what happened to Durant. All right, here is Eric from the Florida Keys in regards to Scuba Steve saying that he saw Kenny Chesney drunk playing at a bar in Florida. Kenny
7: Chesney's been known to just hang out at Keys Fisheries, and Sloppy Joe's is well known for artists like Kenny and a few others to randomly stop by and just hop up on stage and sing. Sing their own songs, sing whatever. Just Sloppy Joe's is well known for that.
0: You can go back in the podcast and hear Scuba Steve present his argument as to why he thought he saw Kenny Chesney. We didn't argue with the fact that he saw Kenny Chesney, but when he said he was playing his own songs, we were like, well, that's weird. If It wasn't a concert. But he presented his case. You can hear that on the podcast. Here is another voicemail. This is number four, Ray.
3: Hey, Bobby. Morning, studio. So just listening to... Eddie saying that Ronnie Dunn is one of the people that keeps texting him. I just want to know, what is it like to be friends with country superstars It just, you know, casually text them like, hey, what's up, Gary Laveau? How you doing today? <laughs> hey, Brad, Paisley, you know, what's up? Thanks, guys. Have a great
2: day. Eddie, what do you want to say to this well, guy? Well, obviously, I don't think he caught that I was joking. I, was <laughs> I really didn't text uh, Ronnie Dunn. He doesn't text me. So, But Bones, you do.
0: Yeah, he's awesome. What, so what's that like? Weird. It's weird, but at the same time, People, this is growing up not knowing a single famous person growing up in a tiny town in Arkansas. I mean, the most famous person to me was Ned Permy, our weatherman in Little Rock. <laughs> and I never thought I'd be in the same room as him. Heck, still haven't. But you also get to know that they're just normal folks that have a talent that we oddly in society deem that as a great thing when we don't deem other amazing things like a you know, brain surgeon. Yeah. You wouldn't freak out if you were near a brain surgeon. You'd be like, oh, that's pretty cool. But it's weird because they are normal people. So I, it's, a, yes, especially people that I grew up loving, like, with, especially with Ronnie, that's cool. But, like, for example, Luke. Luke and I worked at American Auto. I'd say we're friends.
2: Friends. Like, he's just a dude, honestly. Question, though. When you're texting, like, with Ronnie or mm-hmm. someone really, really famous, do you double-check your texts or make sure they're cool? Or do no, because I, I
0: don't care. I don't think of them like that anymore. <laughs> that's great. It is crazy if you uh-huh. think about it. The only people I ever think about that with anymore is like old school Arkansas Razorback coaches or anything. I'm like, oh, I just really want to be cool. But. Don't
2: mess this up. Yeah,
0: like people, if I admired them when I was a kid, I, I'm like, don't mess this up. Otherwise, they put their pants on one leg at a time. Uh, here is one more voicemail we got.
3: This- uh, I just want to let you all know, the,
7: the jingle, whatchamacallit, or whatever, I've had that jingle in my head all day yesterday at work. I've been thinking it all day and people said, what are you singing? And I said, I'll heard it off Bobby Bones' new candy bar. But anyway, <laughs> I just want to let y'all know that I love the jingle all day. It's already in my head.
0: Love that. Eddie has done a new jingle for the Who's He What's It. That's right. Because he did the first one and you actually were just wrong.
2: Yeah, the information was wrong.
0: You did a whole jingle and you were like, why is it Hershey buying this jingle? Mm-hmm. And they were like, because it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. They even said, like, it's just not accurate. But you did a new one. Yes. Here is the new whoosie what's it jingle that he's talking about. There's a new candy bar called Hoosie What's It? A crunchy peanut buttery tasty treat with chocolate on it. It's got a funny name and it tastes really great. You gotta try it. The
6: whoosie what's it? Mm.
0: It's mm. great. Yeah. So Eddie and Brandon Ray wrote it. Brandon cut it. Eddie, I don't know why people like sponsors of the show don't come to you and be like, hey, let me get a jingle. we will give you a little cash.
2: That'd be cool too. Hey, we're an encyclopedia of jingles. We'll come up with anything.
0: That's true, especially for that money. <laughs> yeah.
2: Eddie's got four kids. He got and two foster kids he's running
0: for. It. Do you pay legal fees on them? Are no. there any extra fees on those kids? Mm-mm. No. So they're just your kids. You pay for them as you- there's not like a tax or
2: Nope. No. I mean, if anything, we get a little check from the state, you know, for, for having them. But, I mean, it's nothing crazy. I, You know, you hear stories of people just doing it for the money. I don't understand that because it's not that much money. But, I mean, it's— But it's, people do it. But people do it. It's sad. And, and for people like us, like, it's, it's helpful for yeah. the stuff that we need for them. Yeah. What about all the money I give you for doing dumb stunts on the air? Does that help? So so sometimes they hear those bits, and they're like, hey, what are we going to do with that money, Dad? I'm like, what is this wee stuff? I saw your Santa Claus come down your Instagram yesterday. Yeah. You know what? I had a neighbor, the next-door neighbor across the street. So I've had a bunch of neighbors come by talking with the Santa, and they drive by, and they go, we love Santa. It's great. But when I was taking it down, Bones, the neighbor across the street goes, thank goodness. It was time. (laughs) That's funny. So, yeah, I guess she was quiet about it the whole time. (laughs) Bones.
0: You know, I love surprises. I hate being told there's a surprise coming. Because then in my mind, I start to go, oh, man, this thing's going to be humongous. It's going to be the, probably the best gift anyone's ever gotten in their whole life. I wonder if it's going to be a lot. I just start going through all these fantasy scenarios. And so Caitlin texted me and she said, hey, your birthday gift should be in any day now. And it's really hard for me not to give it to you. Well, today's March 4th. I got a month until my birthday, basically. I said, well... Give it to me and just make it a fun gift. Don't make it a birthday gift. I'll take it now. And it won't be for birthday. Because sometimes we just get each other gifts. And she goes, I can't, it can't be one up for your birthday. So your birthday would be anticlimactic. I can't think of a gift to get you that would be better. And so now in my mind... Wow, that's gonna be. Awesome. What's gonna show up? Mark Grace is coming to my house. Cubs <laughs> first basement number seventeen. No,
1: why are you going that big? Like how? Bobby, don't give me. Don't even tell me it's coming. But she probably thinks it's really special. But think about it. How's she gonna get in touch with Mark Grace or but whoever don't tell to me come that, to your
0: house? Don't tell me that something Twitter. amazing is happening. No, you built it up. No, no, she built it up.
1: No, you built it up. No, listen to
0: what she says, Amy. I can't think of a gift to get you that would be better for your birthday.
1: Okay. Sounds like it's amazing, but why do you jump to the fact that it's like I Because I just athlete. do that, right?
0: I, no, I'm just thinking of the best possible scenario, okay? Well, is she going to reunite Hootie in my backyard Oh, and I get to watch a full Hootie and the Blowfish concert?
1: But you're, you're, okay.
0: I mean, that'd this, be cool.
1: Follow me here. You're going to like a fantasy scenario. I just said like, I do go, that. St- I know, but can you stay within the realm of reality?
0: Okay, all but Sunny from Hootie and the Blowfish. All the other members. Because <laughs> oh, Sunny couldn't get over here in time. I do love Sunny. So though. what
1: are you gonna do? <laughs> are you gonna take the gift early?
0: I can't, she won't let me.
1: Oh, she won't. But I just keep can't. let's just keep it a
0: let's just keep it a secret. You know?
1: I bet you end up getting it before.
0: I don't. She's hardcore. Okay. She does she doesn't give me anything early. But I just would prefer people not to let me know that a surprise is coming.
1: Well, so did you tell her that? Hey, just next time. No, because she just
0: told me this five minutes ago. I know, but this
1: is where communication would come in key so she doesn't do this to you again.
0: She already knows. Trust me. I wonder what else it could be. Stop. I wonder, well, she could be reuniting the entire 1998 Arkansas Razorbacks football team. Wow.
1: Is that when they were good?
0: Clint Sterner, yeah, Anthony Lucas, and even the 99 team. That wouldn't be hard
2: at all. You know? And And, and do what? Play Like run some routes in your backyard? They're they're all coming
1: over and playing a game. Maybe we just have a dinner (laughs) and we (laughs)
2: talk about... The
0: good old days? Yeah, or maybe Sam Pittman comes, the coach. (laughs) That would be awesome. You know? Yeah, sounds awesome. I'm a Cubs fan and a Razorback. Nolan Richardson comes over. Oh, wow. Old basketball coach. She probably did that. That would be awesome. (sighs) Now now I'm going to just sit here and fan... You just can't meet meet what happens in my head now. Where to the wise, don't tell people a surprise is coming, just surprise them. Mm-hmm. Um, here is a voicemail we got. This is Emily from Texas. She left us last night.
7: Bobby. Morning studio. Bobby, I need Judge Bobby on this one. My husband and I have this fight almost every night. Here's the deal. I have to shower every night. It doesn't matter if we've sat at the house all day. I have to be clean before I get into the bed. My husband, on the other hand, does not feel that way about himself at all. He wants to go from doing whatever he's done all day to getting in the bed. So what do you think? Who's right? Does he need to shower before he gets in bed at night? Thanks for your help.
0: Okay, we have this debate in my house at times because she doesn't like it when I wear, quote, street clothes in the bed. Like, if it's been out of the house and it's lived somewhere, she doesn't want that in our bed because our bed's a very small, intimate place where we're close to each other. She doesn't want those germs in the bed. And so I've had to learn that if I've been outside in a shirt or if I've been to work, I don't lay down in those clothes. Um... She doesn't like it whenever I have my laptop and I'm working at night in the bed. But we made a compromise. I get to work in the morning in the bed, but I don't work at night. She also thinks I don't sleep well when I'm near a lot of uh, you know, TV. Sometimes I have three going at once. I have my phone on. <laughs> I got my laptop open. I'm watching TV. I mean, it's just all the time. But we've made healthy compromises in those situations. So I'm like, well, okay. I'll just lay on top of the covers with street clothes. Fair. So I do get to lay on top of the clothes... <clears throat> On top of the covers and street clothes, just not under the covers. That makes sense. My, when I wear these certain Crocs, I'll admit they've been wet. And so the lining inside of them, the Luke Combs, they, sometimes they stink when they get wet. I still get to wear the Crocs. She wanted me to throw them out. I still—I kept them. I still wear them. But I have to wash my feet before I get into bed, oh. specifically, because she says she sees green fog coming up from under the covers. <laughs> like a cartoon. Yeah. So she's good about compromising, but she also we have the same kind of rules we're just kind of figuring out what the every night rule is. I would say there's there's some something in the middle. He can shower. I do think he can shower. If he's been working all day he can shower if he's gonna get in the bed. And I just think that's the compromise that you win now that I think about it. I don't think you should be working all day and then getting in the bed if if you're if you're stinky.
1: What if, I don't know that she's implying that he's stinky. It doesn't
0: matter. If you've been working
2: all day, you're not as fresh as you were.
1: Okay. Eddie,
0: so, what
2: do you yeah. think? Personal preference? I mean, it just seems like it's her thing to shower every night. That's what she's decided to do with her life. But now she wants to implement that into his life. Let me say this. I would say that if he's not
0: working, if it's a weekend, you don't make him shower before he gets in the bed. Compromise. If he's, lived, if he's just lived a little life, you'd, you'd a- ask him to. But if he's been working, he has to shower before he gets into bed. Or also you can make a trade out. You take a shower before you go to bed. I'll make you breakfast in the morning. Ooh. Like if you do it every night for a whole week, I'll make you a big breakfast on Saturday. It's not bad. There's just always some give and take here. And if that's important to you, give him something so he, it makes it important. <laughs> that's my thoughts. What do you want to say, Amy?
1: Oh, no, I mean, I guess finding a compromise is great. But that is a thing that she is particular about for her body. So I don't, I don't know that he needs to shower every night before he gets into bed.
0: You're telling me if it were so important to you that your husband showered before he lays next to you, his body,
1: that he— I'm not, Im- I'm not picturing him—like like Lunchbox goes and plays Ugh. a soccer game and then gets into bed. <laughs> Ew. Like if you have done something that deserves a shower, then yes, by all means, you have to take a shower.
0: I say it's so important to her that you have to do it. Uh-huh. Like this is obviously a humongous deal to her. When it's so important to your partner, you have to figure out a way to make sure. Okay. That's what I would say. And then I would say that you have to get something in return. So I'm going to leave it there. Thank you, guys. I hope that advice helped. In North Carolina, if you've smoked at least 100 cigarettes in your lifetime, you can get vaccinated starting March 24th. Now, I did the math. Everybody, you're going to need to do a little smoking before the 24th. (laughs) How much time they got? five cigarettes a day.
1: (laughs) Wait, smokers get ahead because oh, yeah. they decided to smoke? Mm-hmm. Hmm, how many did I smoke in high school?
0: Oh, nice. Well, you're not in North Carolina, first of all. Uh,
1: I actually have a residence there. Okay, flex. <laughs> no, it was from when my husband was in the military.
0: <laughs> or beach house.
1: <laughs> no, it's not like that at all. <laughs>
0: uh, North Carolina is moving to vaccinate those in Group 4 against COVID-19 beginning March 24th. As part of Group 4. If you're a smoker, current or former, and you've consumed at least 100 cigarettes in your lifetime, you too can get vaccinated. Oh, wow. Here's the thing. You just go up and be like, yeah, I smoked 100 cigarettes. They Pro- can't prove it. Prove I didn't, right? <laughs> That's on Do you. Do they want
1: to hear your cough, your smoker's cough?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I I would visit my grandma every summer and every Christmas, and she smoked like a pack a day. So I'm sure by secondhand smoke standards, I'm there.
0: I wonder if in high school you smoked 100 cigarettes. No. I would say, you
1: don't think so? No, I was such a poser. I, I f- wanted to smoke for a little bit because I thought it was cool. Kids, it's not cool. Don't listen to me. But my friend and I would smoke menthols. We <laughs> could barely even finish one. So I would act like I was smoking it. And then, so there's no way I did a hundred.
0: Or did you wink, <laughs> wink, 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 wink? No, wink. I didn't. Oh, wink, no. wink.
1: I'm being honest. Oh.
0: <laughs> I want you to be vaccinated.
1: <laughs> oh, I get it now. Yeah.
0: Tomorrow, Eddie does. There are four wines. Three of them are cheap. One of them is expensive. Can he find the expensive one? I'm saying
2: no, he can't. I, I'm saying he's a poser.
1: Yeah, I think wine. so. And anytime
2: yeah. I can drink early in the morning, it's a win win for me.
0: But if you lose, you don't get to drink for a week,
2: <laughs> and you have to drink olive juice. Great. Which you hate. Yes, can't right. stand it. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye,
0: everybody.
6: The Bobby Bummer Show.